GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. September is Suicide Awareness Month. We heard from the charity Jibsams, who wants those suffering from mental health issues to know they're not alone. Have you voted for the Cultural Awards yet? There are three categories, and we got the details from the Cultural Services Chief Executive, Seamus Byrne. And if you don't have plans for Saturday, 13 local bands will perform at a crowd-funded music festival at the Piazza. The Gibraltar Sound Festival is organised by the Musicians Association, and we heard from Karen Bosso, as well as Christian Correa from the band Burning Loud. But first... Paul Balban will not be a GSLP candidate at the general election. He has been a government minister for the last 12 years, so I asked him why he's stepping back from the front line. Well, it's been a hard decision. It's something which, you know, I've been very passionate about the work I've done. Um, politics is, is extremely hard. I've said so in my personal statement. It's hard on the family. It's hard on, you know, family life. Um, and, you know, it's something which there comes a time, I think I've done what I set out to do. I was very passionate to get the ball rolling um, or get the bicycles uh, The wheels riding. turning on the bicycle. Um, and I'm hoping that I've done enough now to be able to, and I hope that this will continue. I think I've done enough. Um, and of course, I will um, remain. I remain passionate about the work I do. Um, and, you know, I would like to see this and I'll, I'll be there to hopefully see this continue um, in years to come. Now, did you have enough support in the GSLP Liberal um, a cabinet for the ideas that you were pushing ahead. I'm sure you would have always liked more, no? Because it, it, you, by your own admission, you say that some of the, the work was radical uh, and obviously challenges people's lifestyles. Did you feel at times a little bit lonely? Yes, it has been lonely at times. I mean, I did enjoy the support, but this, remember, it's a very polarised thing. This is something you love or you hate, and I was something that you loved or you hated. Um, I feel I had the support of of the majority of the cabinet. Obviously, people have opinions, and and I think I had the support of the majority of the people of Gibraltar. I'm not easily fooled. I mean, there there has been, obviously, I've I've entertained and I've engaged with people on social media, but we've got to be realistic. I mean, we talk of hundreds of people as opposed to the electorate, which is thousands, and I just get stopped constantly on the street and people are extremely supportive of the work I do regardless of the politics. I think this my work goes beyond politics and that's how it should be. It's an environmental um, policy and that's how it should be. If I had not had the support then I wouldn't have received funding and I think in the past year it's it's been shown that if we had not wanted to do this or we hadn't believed in this, I don't think I would have done it. So so that proves in itself that that, that I did have support. Um, so that's where I am. So there are some cycle lanes in Gibraltar now, for example, from the runway to uh, the southern part of Bayside Road. There's a new one outside the new Bishop Fitzgerald School. Um, I was surprised by a, a conversation I had just last week with somebody where I said, OK, you know, like a, a few days ago, an election's been called. Um, and, uh, you know, how are you feeling about local politics? And the first thing they said was, I can't believe Paul Balbang has removed the parking from Bayside Road because I, you know, I go there to watch football and now I can't park my car. The first thing on their mind, no, like when I asked about politics, it, it really sort of seems to be something that people feel extremely strongly, that those people who feel strongly about it feel extremely strongly about it and they make you 
their target, no, for criticism. Absolutely. I mean, the car, I think, is ingrained in our genes almost. I think people, you know, where they put their car, they don't put other things. But we must remember that I've given this a lot of thought. Remember, the base road is, is going to be transitioned. There's a massive amount of work that's going to come that way. That parking would have been gone anyway. So it was important for us and for me to lay the foundations of that bicycle lane there, which will remain. Um, and now during the construction phase, it has to remain because, you know, people are using it. There's a huge amount of people cycling. But yes, people will look at um, what affects them personally. Uh, and and yes, there has been some parking space route, but a lot of it would have been would have gone anyway, at least on a temporary basis until the new construction is coming. But yet, this is why it's been extremely difficult. And, and I can, there are people who genuinely, genuinely don't have parking spaces and, they re, and people do need cars. And that's something understandable. But because others may have two or three or four cars, then there's no equity. No, I mean, that, that is the reason behind the residential parking scheme. We want to talk about something else. Um, and that was to be able to share by increasing the prices of second and third and fourth and fifth cars to be able to give people that balance and that opportunity. So the, the whole thing was, a, the whole plan, the whole STTP was, was a, an environmental project and unfortunately a lot of it has not been finished. It's, it's still in progress and I always said and I knew it was a long-term plan and I'm hoping obviously that this will continue. You're hoping, do you, do you think it will be continued without you there to champion sustainable transport? Will the push continue? Uh, I expect so, and I hope so. Remember that every minister that takes over ha- wants to do their thing. I wanted, I chose to make cycling. It wasn't from the very start. I, I really didn't have much of a, an idea. I didn't think that bicycles would fit in Gibraltar back in 2011 when we won the elections. Um, but I've gone to many conferences. I've spoken to many people, networked with, uh, professionally with many people, and I could see it. I could, I could see that there was space. But I chose to make that my passion, my dream, and make that into my political life of sorts. So the next person that takes my seat will also want to do what they want to do in, in, in there, and they may see things differently, but I, I hope, so I, I think that, that this is now too far gone. Like I, th- I think people are wary, people are using it. There's, you know, by the time elections are called, I'm pretty sure we'll have a quarter of a million r- users or, or trips on that bicycle. That is amazing. That's 250,000 less trips on the road i mean that must mean must mean something and i think you know it's got the, it's got the support as i said of, of my colleagues across across the floor of of, of parliament and i think that the, um, this has has legs now do you you've talked there about a strong focus on cycling do you accept that that has come at times at the cost of potentially spending more time and energy improving for example the the pavements for people to to walk on I wouldn't agree with that because I've also got it, had it in the neck because of pavements. I've I created I've created pavements because of of the the, the crisis that we were in with COVID and, and Brexit. We couldn't create the pavements that I would have loved to have created. Um, in fact, all of our bicycle lanes now come with with better pavements. In fact, outside the World Trade Center, we got rid of those huge planters and, and that slope which is terrible for, for people that use wheelchairs and made that safer. The whole project that's at Glasses Road will also be have will also enjoy a huge, beautiful pavement. I, I did the pavement to make it was it was a temporary pavement which will become uh, permanent in the future. Um Prince Edward's Road, um South Barrack Ramp. For example, just to give you um, two um, um, other places, so, there are so others, yeah. we've tried our best to create more pavements okay. as well. Uh, three more questions, if I can, before we let you go, Mr. Valban. Um, firstly, was this decision yours not to stand, or did the party push you out? 
It was my decision to stand, to not to stand. Um, obviously, I, there were many reasons why I took the decision, but also because, you know, this election is going to be a, a, a difficult election. I think we need to, um, you know, focus. I think we need to, we need to, you know, make sure that we, we get through the gate. I honestly and genuinely believe that this is the only um, party that can see us through this, this massive hurdle and the negotiations. Uh, and I think that, as, as the Chief Minister said in the past, this is a popularity contest and I must also, you know, I can't afford that. But for me, I am tired. Um, I think it's time for me to look at things from the outside. Um, I'm thoroughly going to enjoy it. It's a new adventure which I'm, I'm going to embark upon. Um, it's been 12 years. In fact, I stood. This is the, the would have been. This is the fourth election that I, I stood in two thousand seven as well, um, and you know I've discussed it with my family. I feel this is what we all want, really. And what next for you then? Well, good question. I'm not entirely sure. Um, as of the twelfth, I've got ideas. I've got plenty of ideas. I definitely, this says although I'm a dietitian by profession, um, I think that adventure you know came and went as well. I I have become so passionate about this that I would see, want to see this through. Um, I think my future will be within you know hopefully doing something within sustainable you know travel um, and transport. Um, I don't know. I, I will. I have to see, but definitely I will need to be looking for a job pretty soon. All right, well, uh, we wish you the best of luck with whatever comes next for you. Paul Balban, thank you for joining us. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. September is Suicide Awareness Month and the charity Gibsams has released an online talking toolkit with advice on how to speak about mental health more confidently. Being fully present, showing empathy and not interrupting or judging are just some of the tips given. Today the charity wants those who are suffering from mental health issues to know that you are not alone and um, if you haven't left the house yet you can wear green in solidarity or if you're getting changed later again consider putting on something green. This is Gibsam's representative David Revagliate. Why green? Well it stands for growth and renewal and today it's also a symbol of unity around mental health. It's our way of saying, we see you, we're with you, and it's okay to talk. Many of us have faced or will face mental health challenges. We encourage you to break the silence and talk to those around you if you can. For those of you who want to better support someone who is going through a problem, we have created a free talking toolkit, which is available to download from our website. It contains helpful advice and some tips on how to speak more confidently around mental health. Sometimes it's just about knowing someone's here to listen. Gypsams depends on volunteers. If you have some time to spare and would like to get involved as a listener or just help us at one of our many events, find out more at gypsams.gi. Let's keep the conversation about mental health going, not just today on Green Friday, but always. Thank you for your support, Gibraltar, and here's to a more understanding community. As a final note, I wanted to say that whatever you're going through, you are never alone. Gypsams is here for you anonymously and confidentially. Call us on 116123 or chat online at gypsams.gi. David Revagliate on behalf of the charity Gypsams. The theme throughout September Suicide Awareness Month is It's time to care for each other. Let's be kind. It's okay to talk. Gypsams is always there to listen. A reminder, their confidential phone line is 116 
123 or you can use their online chat service by going to their website jibsams.gi uh, those details once more for you 116123 if you want to call confidentially or if you'd like to chat online go to jibsams.gi on Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott Now, have you voted yet for the Cultural Awards? The public is invited to vote in three different categories, the Youth and Senior Awards, as well as Best Educational Project. Um, By voting, you'll help to raise money, which will be donated to the GBC Open Day, a very good uh, cause. Uh, Good afternoon to Cultural Services Chief Executive, Seamus Byrne. Um, Voting open until next Friday, no, Seamus? No, uh, Two Fridays from now. Two Fridays from now. Two Fridays. We've got a couple of weeks. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, the closing date is going to be on Friday the 29th of of September. And as you've rightly said, um, all the proceeds are going towards the GBC Open Day Fund. Um, The Cultural Awards are very, very important now. uh, Event that we organise annually now. This is going to be our fifth edition. Obviously, it stemmed from the sports awards that GBC... Uh, do in recognising the sporting achievements of, the, of many sports associations. We've replicated that when I became CEO. I think it's important to to celebrate the achievements and recognise the tremendous work that goes into our, into our cultural scene, both locally and abroad, um, by the cultural community in Gibraltar. It's a nice way for those individuals um, who put so much into their choice of uh, culture to, 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 to be recognised and have a little bit of, uh, you know, love from the community, yep. no? Yeah, that's right. And, and, and the process is very, very difficult in itself just to arrive to this final list of nominees because we have a... There's, there's a whole programme of events throughout the year and you need to be my team um, at, the, at the Cultural Development Unit led by Davina Barbara. Um, we, we collate all the information. We have about 30 or 40 uh, nominees, which then the Cultural Awards uh, Committee is responsible to bring down to three or four as uh, the list that has already been published. Excellent. So we can uh, mention them. I don't think we yes, have time right. to, to say everyone, but uh, as right. to, to talk about their merits, but we can mm. certainly um, mention them. Yeah. Who, who should we start with, the youth well, or the we, seniors? We have three categories that are going to vote in. There are four that are that are not public vote, but the three we have the youth section. We have India Borge, an amazing artist, uh, Luna Lee, a great performer in dramatic arts and, and, and in music. Nicolas Rajo as well, he's a he's an excellent performer. And Brianna Trinidad is a is an excellent dancer who's had opportunities in London well throughout the last year. Then we have the seniors. The seniors we have Shane Dalmedo. Um <clears throat> she's done Amazing work, both in the Royal Academy and in, in other projects. Very distinct style. No? Yeah, very distinct. Uh, Shane, um, Julian Feliz as well. Um, he's he's an amazing uh, playwright, and also Pro- he's done prolific, many things. Very abroad. well known. But but the, well. the next one, the next one is a little bit less known, maybe. Yes, no? he's very. He's not well known, but um, we we have been following him. Received nominees as well for him. He's very involved in in many many projects with Disney, Disney, Universal, and Marvel. So yeah, that that is a. That was really good to have him included as well. Stefan Hoare. Stefan Hoare. Yeah. So he's yeah. older than 22, but he's still... He's over the 24, fe- 22, yeah. Fairly yeah. young, no? Yeah. And Exciting. then we have the Best Educational Project. That's a very, very important one for us because I think a development and education are very, very important to the work that we've been doing now for the last four or five years. Um, we have the Gamper and Parasol Foundation who did an amazing project at the Gemma Gallery as part of the International Women's Day. Yep. 
We had uh, J Memorial Foundation, a cultural exchange in Tangiers. We did three massive events over three long weeks throughout the year, throughout the last six months. And and uh, I think a lot of people uh, have been talking recently, especially uh, sadly with the uh, Marrakesh yeah. uh, earthquake uh, about how important the links are with Morocco and and even sort of you know we've we've heard it politically because of what's happening you know the uncertainty uh, about our future relationship with the EU. Mm. Morocco takes on extra importance, yeah. but but culturally as well. No, we inherit and 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 we I think and now we're inter- we're exchanging. Yes, I think we've started the ball rolling about two or three years ago in terms of of Ministry of Culture and Gibraltar Cultural Services creating those cultural links. But I think, and I've always advocated that there needs to be more in terms of culture, in terms of sport, in terms of tourism, because we should make the most of of working with Morocco, especially with our neighbours in Tangiers. Um, we could do so many things there. And they're right next door, but they're uh, in many ways a world apart. No, you you, you travel <laughs> a short right. distance, and it and it seems like you're... it's another world. Yeah. It's another world. But they're amazing in their arts, in their sports. Um, we've done links recently with some football clubs as well. So hopefully we can Good start stuff. doing things there. And then, and then, then the last yep. nominee. The last nominee is uh, the Ukraine artist for peace, um, Gail Francis uh, Tirong and John Paul Bautista. There, they've done amazing work for the last two years, raising funds for for Ukraine and all the issues that are there. So we hope that people pick up the phone and 18, vote. £18,000 has been raised so far by yep, them, no? £18,000. Amazing. It's an amazing. It's been a two-year project now with two exhibitions only, but it's been an amazing work by both Gail, um, Chopol and everybody that's been with all, them. Yeah. All the supporting artists. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, that's right. That's right. But, uh, yeah, and, and it's again, it's a, one of those stories that continues <laughs> to sort of make us feel very sad, I think. No, yeah. whenever you see what's happening in Ukraine... Feel, it makes us feel sad, but at the same time, I think makes us... Um, appreciate how blessed we are in Gibraltar. Yeah, yeah, very true. And uh, and good on these people for um, for supporting and, and helping to to raise money uh, to to try and do a little bit to to help uh, those per- people in Ukraine affected by the war. Um, vale, fantastic, Seamus. So um, you, those numbers are all on the cultural services Facebook page, on Instagram, on Instagram. Twitter, on our websites. People just. If anybody wants information, they can call John Market Shawl, 75200-75669. Just give us a call. We'll give them more information. And then we'll have the gala, which is the gala and the awards will be presented on the 29th of November live on GBC. So so every phone call raises money for... That's right. It's like a, it's a donation. It's a donation, yeah. And then with, we add this money together with um, with the Dress Down Fridays that we have uh, down at the Market Shawl with all my team at Gibraltar Cultural Services, and we always aim to, pro- to give the charity more than £2,000. Excellent. All right, why don't we look forward to, to hearing more, because there are some very worthy um, yep. candidates there to support. <clears throat> OK. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I notice you're wearing green. Good man. Hombre. <laughs> like you. O- on the ball, on the ball. <laughs> Kelly yeah. made sure that I remembered. Um, have a great weekend, Seamus. Lovely Thank to so have much. you. Best of luck with the Cultural Awards. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Counterfeit Kings, who'll be performing one of 13 bands performing at a crowd-funded music festival at the Piazza tomorrow. I'm, I must confess, when I originally heard that the Musicians Association were going to crowd-fund it, I thought, oof, it's not going to happen, Karen. but you've pulled it off. We've managed to pull it off thanks to a lot of help that we've received from, from sponsors and, and, you know, and other people, a lot of companies that have, you know, put the money in their pockets, uh, sorry, hands in their pockets uh, to, to give us the money that we needed. And we're extremely, extremely grateful to all the sponsors. Kivying, uh, 13 bands, uh, not easy to 
to uh, I think cater for such a large number of bands. You know, yes. uh, talk to us a little bit about the challenges. Uh, well, obviously the first first thing is trying to find the the the, the talent that actually wants to take part. And, and the moment we actually put the the notice forward, we were very very lucky that everybody put their name. You know, all the bands had taken part, but then you know, straight away they said yes. The other challenge is obviously trying to find slots and times for them to play. Um, we haven't put this in any particular order, you know, especially the first bands. It's not that one's better than the other. It's just that, you know, unfortunately, we... There we need needs to, to be it. an order. There needs to be an order. But other than that, um, it's all the technical challenges, you know, all the sound checks, making sure the equipment and all that is is there for them. Um, but, it, you know, we like it. It's part of what we enjoy doing. It's good fun. No, it's it a fun, fun challenge. Um, all right, uh, so so we're talking, of course, about the Gibraltar Sound Festival. Um, uh, you're hoping that the community will back it. Um, and it sounds certainly like um, the, the business community has, no? Definitely. The business community has definitely helped us. Uh, we approached a number of, of companies locally, and they, they, you know, there are too many to mention now, um, but they will be mentioned tomorrow. Um, and these companies have actually been very generous in their donations uh, or sponsorships, shall I say, and they've actually been able to help us put this on. So excellent, and um, and no shortage of talent. We're uh, we're joined by Christian Correa from from Burning Loud, one of the bands uh, that um, will be uh, taking part. Uh, uh, let me just get your mic sorted, uh, Christian. Tell us a little bit about. Um, you know, when you when you heard of uh, that the musicians' association were going to put on this festival, what were your initial thoughts? Well, luckily, I didn't get my I didn't book my flight back to uni yet, so that might have been a bit of a problem. But um, when I found that was on the sixteenth, I booked my t- my tickets for the week after, and we got all excited. I told my, all my bandmates they were all up for it. We're very excited. It's only our second gig together, so ah. for such a big event for our second gig is quite an honour. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Burning Loud. Who are you? Well, it consists of me, obviously, um, Eve Bellino, Hayley Pincho, and Nikki Porda. And we do a lot of rock. We do a lot of pop covers of, like, rock covers of pop songs. Um, I think you'd really enjoy it tomorrow. Good stuff. Uh, so you're all, like, what, 18-ish? Um, Nikki and I are 19. Uh, Hayley is 17, and Eve, I believe, is 14. Amazing. Um, how exciting for, for such a young band to, to play on a, a big stage with so many of Gibraltar's best musicians, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it's a, it's a big, it's a big um, opportunity for us and we're very happy to, that for Mag for letting us perform on such a big stage. Give us one or two of the songs that you hope to play. Uh, Careless Whisper. Beautiful. Uh, and so that's a rock cover of yeah, Careless yeah. Whisper. Yeah, yeah. And um, Blinding Lights. Nice, nice, really cool song. Um, so, so this is about giving a, a platform to not just uh, the likes of Counterfeit Kings, um, experienced musicians who Gibraltar will recognise. You know, if you if if you like live music, you, you'll hear them or see them, and you'll know who they are. Uh, but also to to discover new acts as well. Well, the thing is that there's there's a lot of us who who've been around for a while, and I mean myself, my my, my band Mantra isn't playing in this event, um, but we have a, a number of very experienced musicians. But for us, it, the the youth is very important. They are going to be the upcoming performers of tomorrow. Um, so really, we want to be able to encourage and help them um, as much as as we can. That is the ethos of Mag, anyway. Um, 
to be able to have uh, you know these young musicians who may need a little bit of just a little bit of a guide or push, um, and and really that's what we're there for, just to help all that. Experience, no experience of playing live exactly. is is invaluable. Exactly. So the Broken Arrows, Burning Loud, yep. Judgment, that's Escape, right. Jukebox Fever, Thrifty Malone. TCB, The Undesirables One for One, yep. The Uninvited, Bob and the Boys, Dead City Radio, Cedar, Counterfeit Kings. What a lineup. Um, starting at two o'clock, finishing around 11, 11.30. We are aiming to finish around that time, obviously, because we are aware that there are residents around. So we, we don't really want to, to annoy anybody. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully they, they will be a little bit understanding. I appreciate that there's going to be music on all day. But the idea is, uh, it's, it's a community event. It's a free community event that we've put together so that everybody can actually come in and yeah, join so, in. So if you're walking past, just stop by because you don't have yeah, to pay, no? Exactly, you don't have to pay. And for those people who live around, please join us. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're an open community there. So just please come and join us and, and have a bit of fun. So even though you've covered the costs already, I suppose if somebody goes because they don't need to pay, if they enjoy it, they, they'll, they'll help you to raise a little bit of money through your bar? That's correct. We we are going to be um, collecting a little bit of funds, and all that is going to the new um, venue that Mag has been given um, to, to fix it up and and hopefully make it usable. Uh, there'll be some raffles and some other bits and pieces that people can actually participate in, and all that will help, you know, allow us collectors collect the money for you know to help with uh, with our venture. Well. Um Karen Bosso of the Musicians Association, we wish you the best of luck. I hope it goes really well tomorrow. Uh, I have to apologise again. I'd, it's like 100% up my street, but I've, I've got a wedding tomorrow. Otherwise, I would uh, 100% be there. But uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing some of the footage and, and um, photos from the event, and I hope it goes really well uh, for you, Christian Correa, and your band Burning Loud. I can't wait to hear you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.